Have a cup of tea. 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 Hi. Hi. You weren't ready. Um, I wasn't ready, but that's fine. Part of the show. Part of the show. So, hello. Hi. And we- Welcome to Sugary Brew. Sugary Brew. <laughs> See, I was, I was expecting you. Yeah, were expecting that. Yeah, you were yeah, looking yeah. at me, waiting I, for what happened. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, do you, you didn't start the timer. Ah, oh, flip it. Hello, and welcome to Sugary Brew, a podcast in which me, James Brewery Brewer, and you... Danny Sugary Sugary Sugar. <laughs> You've got extra sugars. Yeah, I thought I'd... I'd it's going to be a manic day. Just another manic podcast. So what just happened just then is we're trying out a new method of we each have a wooden spoon and if we're going to... Oh no, we want to be, I don't actually want to talk. If we want to talk and be not interrupted, we're going to hold up the wooden spoon. Yeah. That, I didn't have my spoon up then. You could yeah. have actually interrupted me. <laughs> so much fun. I, I think I'm going to ignore it if you're not actually saying anything from now on. That's very I mean, that was fun, but... So in this week's welcome episode, back. welcome back. In this week's episode of Sugary Brew, Sugary Brew, we are in keeping with our theme, and today's theme is going to be with me in principle discussing the films Boiling Point and Victoria, both of which were um, our single shot films. So, listener, this is going to be a single shot pod. It's we're going to attempt to do a single shot pod. We're going to do it, man. If we manage to do it and it isn't complete pants, we may do it again in future because it was going to save me hours yeah. and hours and hours of work. Because believe it or not, this podcast is actually edited. Yeah, it is. It's the, what you're listening to is the diamonds well, sieved. The worst the thing part about, edit- the worst part about editing is that I'm editing tiny little snippets. I'm not editing massive... Usually, I'm not editing massive debates that we have that we don't want to go on air. Usually, what I'm editing is like the odd, like swear, swear here and there or whatever. So I, I'm like listening, and then if I think I missed one, I have to go back, and then you know. Anyway, we don't have time for this. No, we don't. So uh, this week, what what's happened this week? Daddy just hit me with a spoon. <laughs> it's part of the part of the thing. You have to just go so, with it. My week has been been a terrifically sad week. Oh. Um, so, my daughter Zoe, mm-hmm. friend of the show, Zoe, wow, um, is two and three quarters. In her whole life, she's collected um, little model animals. Mm-hmm. Right. So my brother, part of his, he's a he's an antique dealer bric-a-brac dealer mm. um and he gets stuff from the dump and sells it you know for slightly more than he paid significantly more on a good day um and he finds lots of the safari or schleich 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 we can't edit that that's fine um so every time zoe and i visit Kelvin mm. or Grandma, um, she gets an animal. So we've got a truck ton of, of little animals, and she loves them. We play talking games, and until this week, dear listener, Zoe's called them amiels. 
Amiels. Amiels. And one of the Amiels in particular, she calls Effiant. And like one of the days waking up this week and playing with the Amiels, she said, Daddy, they're animals. She corrected you. Yeah. <laughs> and then I showed her an effiant. I said, what's this? And she was like, elephant. No way. Just yeah. overnight, she suddenly yeah. can talk properly. So I, I, I genuinely broke my heart. Oh, that's sad. And I, I, also, keep trying, I keep trying to say to her. So your heart is broken by the amazing like, linguistic progress of your daughter. Yeah, totally. I wish <laughs> she was in her 30s yeah. saying... I want to go see the Amiel's dead. Yeah. Humber. Humber. Oh, bless Humber. Um, How's your week been? My week's been pretty good. We finally, we've been on the lookout for a new kitchen cabinetry to uh, replace our old kitchen cabinetry. You know where you should have looked for them? Where? On the cabinet tree. Hey, the cabinet tree. <laughs> Very good. Um... So we've been looking for a bargain. People are constantly getting rid of perfectly good kitchens uh, for next to nothing. And yep. um, we got more cabinets than you can shake a wooden <laughs> spoon at for 500 bucks. So that's, pr- that's pretty good. So where and when am I helping you pick up the uh, cabinet tree? It's sometime in, in February because they're, they're having the new kitchen installers take out the old kitchen and um then that'll be ready for us to pick up so we'll nice. have to hire a van the other thing that happened this week was we planned to make a um a stall a food stall where people in the local community could swap excess produce because we've got like loads it's, of tomatoes loads of kale um loads of courgettes of a- it's a time of abundance, isn't it? Of, of, of overabundance, where I mean, we we've had certain amount, certain different types of produce that we just can't get through. Runner beans, we've had to throw runner beans away, oh. and it would have been lovely to be able to be part of a stall swap that yeah. you're talking about. Well, I mean, when 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 you do have an excess of things, just bring them here when we do the podcast, because. Turns out, in the research that we were doing to make our own stall, and we got in touch with the community, someone told us that just a few doors down, gonna dox myself and I can't yeah. edit it. <laughs> uh, on the school grounds, there's a really nice big stall where we were super impressed to find all sorts of stuff. There was like nappies there, not like clean nappies. <laughs> All sorts of stuff and produce, bags of onions, whatever. That people have, have been putting stuff there. So we went there. We put some courgettes. We went and put bundles of kale. The first nice. day we put some courgettes and took some spring onions. So it's um it's going to be a new like haunt. We're going to see what we can find. Whenever we've got excess, we'll take it down there and see what we can take. I think that sounds like a beautiful idea. And I'll brilliant, brilliant. How's the time? It sounds it? like you you're going to have. It looks like from the look of your garden, you've got a lot of um, tomatoes coming up. We well, do so. have a lot of tomatoes, but they taste so good. We might <laughs> tomatoes can be turned into uh, sauces. So I mean, but the tomato, our tomatoes are really nice. It's such a beautiful time of year, and it's. I think this is the first time that you and I have been in a position where we've had garden. Yeah, and had it's the, the first. Year. I mean, last year we stuff. So last year we'd only just moved in. Yeah. Before the season, so we just. Dumped some stuff in the ground, some potatoes, some 
courgettes and they, they did amazing but like this year we've had more time to actually get more structured we put in a um an irrigation system so that's keeping everything watered um and yeah we just have to sit and wait oh and we un unearthed our first and probably last cauliflower nice. this week it was a massive head of cauliflower they don't grow underground you know that yeah i know how did you unearth it well it was kind of all it was hidden away among in by its leaves until right. it unfurled and so many leaves like really like the plant was yeah. massive and all there was was one cauliflower after months of growing and like all that water so we decided we're probably not going to bother with cauliflower again oh, it, cauliflower, it gives you shit. one cauliflower after months of waiting but that bleeping is us staying on schedule with our one shot pod boom boom chicky so chicky shakalaka <laughs> chicky chicky shakalaka i'm putting a spoon up don't call that out um <laughs> Is it is it on stewy mode, Anna? Right. I, so I, see, let's I, have a cup of tea. Like a producer on one of these one-shot things, I imagine. I've been like, I flagged Anna a few minutes ago. Said, "If I make the tea, and then Daddy, get up and make us a cup of tea, mate." I can't. It's still stewing. Is so, it? Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so in the inner today's, sanctum. Today's tea is in my inner sanctum. It's in Daddy's inner sanctum as, as we a, speak. As a callback to. For prior episodes, if you're aware of those, it's funny. If you're not, you just think we're being disgusting. Both of which may be true. Mm. Um, today's tea is a... Was it Choco Mint? Yeah. And it, the packet comes with no other information. It was Speaking of stalls, it was all, found on a... But it was found stall. on... Um, uh, over Christmas, um, producer Gina and Mike came down to visit... And we went on a kayaking trip and drove home. When was it? After the kayaking trip. The day after you went to Whiskey Falls. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. Before I saw them. Did that trip. Yeah. That haven't been back yeah. since. Yeah. All right, okay. Carry Is that on. all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to get... On. Holding the wooden spoon. Sorry, I didn't notice. I'm not used to the wooden spoon. <laughs> I know, right? Um, and driving home, we came across a stool that said, Teas. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And I drove past it and thought I must go back. During the week, I cycled down there with Zoe and we found um, it's, a, it's a permaculture uncertified organic. I'm sorry, organic, but, right. you know, um, like a farm, mini farm. Mm -hmm. And they sell produce and different teas out mm -hmm. the front. Mm. So I bought the uh, Choco Mint which we're trying tonight. Um, very little information about it, this place. It's called the Garden of Eden. The bag and literally says, Choco Mint, $10. It's got no labels, nothing. Maybe we should approach, we should approach them about some branding. Well, look, let's see what their tea's like for yeah. the first day. Um, but it's on Chamberlain Street in, in Motueka. Your tea's horrible, you need branding. Yeah, because even shit stuff sells if you brand it well. Quite right. Which is why I don't like branding. Mm -hmm. Is it stewed yet? I don't know. We've got no stewing instructions or anything. <laughs> That's um, a really good point. Should I get Anna to go and do it? Or I are you going to fill dead air? I'll fill dead air. All right, okay. Because I can so, say, uh, also... In keeping with a one-shot pod, 
one character leaves as the other one takes over and then exactly kind of eases back into course and this may actually uh, give away a few of my thoughts about some of the films that we've been watching as well because this may or may not work um also this week we've been potty training zoe and she's been doing really well as far as mimi's wee wee's are going but it turns out that potty training zoe with poos has been really difficult this afternoon, we've come from like three hours of trying to do a poo. It's, it's deeply upsetting and tragic and quite messy. So she's doing all, she's doing all her wheeze on, on a potty or a toilet beautifully. But the poos, we're having to catch. Um, <laughs> literally catch. Literally catch. You should get one of those like baseball mittens, but like... <laughs> no, a baseball bat. As it comes oh, out, yeah. you know how they have the baseball when you're practicing, they put it on like a comb thing, and you yeah. just twat it off the top. Oh, I think if, she, the if she can't do it on a potty, she's not no, gonna be able to yeah, do no, it on no. a comb. Just, she's having a little poo coming out of her bum, and I'm swinging the baseball bat. That <laughs> sounds like a terrible parenting idea. Nah, brilliant. Hang on, I missed the segue. Like, I missed you said it might have something to do with your thoughts about the film, and then my then no, no, you no, start no, no. talking about poo. Yeah, that's because the thoughts you f- about the film. We'll, you'll get to that. We'll get to it'll, that. It'll, I'll tie all the strands together. We'll I'm just—I'm only back because I don't think that the inner sanctum has seeped sufficiently. I think we need to wait a bit more. You leave. Why don't you bring it over here? Because it then won't be plugged in anymore. That's a really good point. But I mean, is that a problem? No. Ooh, oh. <laughs> Chernobyl. Chernobyl. David Attenborough's here. Be right back. BRB. Wow. So we're getting a lot more traffic noise this week than previous weeks. Doors are open. Oh, that'll do it. That'll do it. Um, so that's been my week. It's been full of full of disappointing child growing moments. It's really good. And quite distressing child potty training moments, mm-hmm. which I, I think probably most parents listening will be able to identify with. Listener Danny is now potty pouring the tea. Potty tips for Anna. Would you like to come and tea? No, thank you. Are you sure? It smells pretty good. No, I don't know. Are you sure? It's permaculture tea. Now permaculture is 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 where um, everything is used and everything like everything is is grown from itself, sort of thing, isn't it? It was like almost off grid, and am I ringing bells, Dan? I don't know. <laughs> Danny was very much not lifting the wooden spoon during that bit. What? Right, let's have a smell. Right. Oh, it doesn't smell. It does smell. It smells quite minty. Enough. It does smell. I like I like the mintiness of it. I think I should go get the bag so we can actually smell the bag. Hang on. Don't smell the bag. Back again in a second. Back again in a second. So it's it's it is smelling like we have understeeped this tea. It's still so there's some still steeping in the kettle. So we but can it's have a beautifully, second. Beautifully, we can have fresh. A second. Ooh, beautifully pepperminty. Sorry about all the crackling, we're going to have to live with it. Because we're doing a one-shot wonder. One-shot pod. Right. So I'm not this... getting any choco at all. Choco mint tea. You getting any choco? Well, maybe it's just mint. 
Well, they presumably would have said... They're just trying mint. to brand. Yeah. Oh, no, I can smell something else in there. It smells a bit... Like potty training? No, like pot. Oh. <laughs> I'm thinking... Yeah. Because I, I am um, into my second month of sobriety, and it's getting progressively easier, and I'm oh, feeling yeah. really good about it. Mm. But I am thinking about taking up drugs. Right. Any in particular? One a week. We can do a new pod! <laughs> Sugary Brew tries the drugs. Mm. And you can be my... You can either join in or you not join in. You can be my guinea pig. Depending on whether you want your mum to know. My mum won't care. She's done all the drugs too. Stop shaking and sniffing. Don't that. shake you the bag. Like... I like it. It smells nice. I really like it. But it's I'm got tobacco-y kind of. It hasn't got tobacco -y. No, it does. The scent is mint and tobacco. Meat and fags. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a menthol cigarette. Might maybe that's what it. So I don't know. I think we're going to need a second pour from this. I I really like it. I think that it's actually more subtly minty. There's a there's a hint of something else. There is a hint of something else. And the mint what isn't strong. What Where's the spoon? Neither of us are using the spoon, <laughs> yeah. and then we're. Why don't you look at the, in the, the ingredients on the packet? Because there are none. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it says choco mint tea. Uh, what we should do, if we like it, is maybe find the phone number of the tea Well, the phone, they, they have a Facebook page. And do they? They are... Why don't we so they, that they, up for information? They advertise and um, uh, take on woofers periodically. Which is what their, their Facebook page looks like it's used for most. Do you want to explain what woofers are to any yeah, other? Yeah, dogs. Yeah. Hoo hoo! Hey hey! Woofers are people that work, I think it's primarily, primarily on organic um, farms, but they right. work for board and... and it's, a, it's an acronym though, isn't it? Yeah. For? We... Working on farms. Organic... No, I think it is. Fart... Equilibrium... Roger. That's what Woofer stands for. I think it's actually WWOO. I really like this. I think... Me too. I like... Um, I mean, any regular listener... Listener. listener any regular listener <laughs> knows that a good peppermint tea turned me into Sean Connery. You went there's a hint of Roger about that as well. Roger E. Connery. I think this tea is terribly nice, Miss Moneypenny. Mm. That was my um, Roger. I like it. I think it's it's... Tasting quite subtle. It's reminding me of Dr. Pepper's peppermint. Dr. Pe 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 that was fresher and zingier. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Zingier. Well, it was more. It was more of a pure peppermint. Wait, what? Yeah. It was just peppermint. This is. I think the choco is taking away some of the mintiness and balancing it slightly, so it's more. Tastes like a magnum. A gun in your mouth. <laughs> Um, I, I recommend this tea. I, I do give too. It a, 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 a nine out of six to nine. Hearty. We're, so anything we like, we give a nine out of six to nine, and anything <laughs> yeah. else, we're it's giving a two. Yeah, out of six to nine. I think we would be happy to try more of their teas. And I think maybe um, we may recircle contact. We may circle back round to uh, this tea as we pour a second pour while talking about the movies. We could have a reprise. A tea reprise. Strip tease. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we 
Right. So, so one shot movies. Um, yeah, so last week or the week before, I saw the, a film with friend of the show. <laughs> I think we should actually contact him and see if he'd want to be on the show. Although, like... I think I can predict his answer. Fucking no way, mate. You take your piss on me acting, don't you? Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but um, also, we're a bit scared of him. But Stephen Gray... Stephen fucking Gray... Doesn't he snort cocaine very convincingly. Spoilers. Oh, yeah, spoilers. So, you watched... What film did you watch, Dan? Uh, the film is called Boiling Point. It's a BBC production, I believe. Um, starring Stephen fucking Graham <laughs> um, as a stressed-out chef on a busy day. It stars Stephen Graham and... Bunch the of The creme de la creme of British television right it's people who as, as a casual watcher i i don't know the names of. um <laughs> the robinson and jason fleming were two two um actors who, noms who, de plume no noms the actual fucking noms then right? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but you know every every second character in it. You say, oh, I remember them from that. He's that guy. It was oh, in- they're good, they oh, are. They're all in Vera, these people. Yeah. <laughs> Have you started watching yeah, the new it, mate. Yeah? Really good one. Oh, yeah? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> but let's not get sidetracked so, onto Vera. Point, carry on, Dan. Uh, so, yeah, that's... That, so, as I watched Boiling Point, I just um, was... It, it reminded me of another one-shot movie, which... We've got a guest synopsis of which we've not listened to, so we don't know how Jen is going to unrecommend it in the final sentence. But um, or like or like her review of Whistle Down the Wind, she'll say brilliant film, loved every second of it. Don't watch it. I think that's what I just said, isn't it? Is it? No, I don't think so. It's what I meant. Well, you didn't say it. You should say what you mean, mate. Well, it's too late now. Stephen Graham does. Yeah, he and, does. I lost it at the end there. No, yeah, you do. I went Birmingham. Yeah, Birmingham. Game tools, tools and oh, um, so yeah, I so thought it would be a good pairing to have Victoria, which is a, a, a one-shot movie. Do you want to explain one-shot movie to well my mum? Strictly speaking, a one-shot movie is a movie that is shot in a single shot. Now, technically, I've got no idea how they managed to do it because the amount of like battery jig not only the choreography of the entire movie like victoria is an uh, in my opinion an even more um grand production than boiling point which is all pretty much taken in the same room victoria takes the the character all around berlin and characters are just coming in and out and it's it's all in real time shot in a single shot uh, truly in a single shot um so we're saying truly in a single shot because there's also kind of um, false single shot there are. films, which until digital photography films couldn't be single shot films because they'd run out of film stock and have to change. You it, say right? that, but although that night, like, so you you've got a list of like the original. Well, so no, no, no. I, I, by Early forties, no the first one. 1947, 48, um, Hitchcock directed James Stewart in Rope, and to 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 do that, they had to stop when the camera ran out of um, film and so does and the film just reload. 
And, oh, they, yeah, they, they so they, they so they it's not a single, a, it's not know, something goes across shot. the you know, um, clever tricks, Hitchcock. Yeah, um, but that, that's not as I mean that's kind of like the first fake single shot then in in technically. But they couldn't be so so sure we have we have apart from it, if the movie was. 10 minutes long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could have been a short and then that doesn't really count. And, and less impressive as well. Yeah, sure. <laughs> a, sh- a shingle shot. What a other f- fake single well, so, so shot movies? My are. point was that, that um, not only has digital filmmaking meant that you don't have to change film, mm. also, you know, microchips and, 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 and equipment becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. Like, it's meant that you can get into... Uh, uh, boiling Point is about the chef and a stressful, busy, hectic night in this restaurant. Mm. So the camera can now get in and, oh, look at the oysters on that. Cool. Crevices. And, and then go to someone's Follow people and, around and then... I, whereas you couldn't do that before. you know. In, in, sure. In, I mean, not only because of film stock but also because of lighting equipment yeah. and because of sound equipment um like sound recording must be a complete nightmare for in this kind of movie um and i imagine obviously that there will be some obvious obviously there'll be sound sound post-production yeah there's, there's, and light post-production of course but still the entire thing and and i think one of the things i actually really enjoy about this type of film is that it does it has a certain urgency to it, and it feels like, um, like there's there's a lot of uh, just having to go with the flow. Especially like you know, if you if you're an hour or, or or more into a single shot take where everything else has been pretty damn good, and then you kind of go off piste a bit. Unlike it takes a lot to go back and start again, right? Yeah. For example, I mean, we started recording at seven thirty tonight. It's now quarter to two in the morning. We keep getting <laughs> right to the end, and Danny keeps fucking up. Yeah. Well, who can tell where the where the cuts were? This may not go out. Mm. That is a nice brew, isn't it? It is. I like it. So, modern films in recent times, single shot films have become easier and, and more common but there are still quote-unquote fake single shot films sure two examples of which are 1917 Sam mm. Mendes and Birdman starring Michael Keaton um one of which I loved and one of which I loathed and you're not going to tell us which you tell me which well I imagine you loved 1917 yeah because you like because it's a really good film <laughs> um Birdman I I I think I enjoyed, but I watched a really long time ago, so I don't remember the. Details. You weren't annoyed by the smugness of it, and it's it's. I don't just... get as as easily annoyed as you, <laughs> as we've established over, over the previous thirty six episodes. We should actually try think... not to sip at the same time. <laughs> Maybe one person should sip while the, the other one stick. is holding the stick. One. So my, my thoughts on 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 boiling point. Boiling point were mixed. Right. Um, yes, the, the the urgency was there, absolutely. Mm. The stress of, of a kitchen, of working in a busy kitchen, and absolutely, partly because of the single shot thing, really came across beautifully. Right. What took me out of that was that part of what you were saying is that you kind of always, it's like a magic trick, right? You're, you're always watching to figure out mm. how it's done. Mm. 
and that totally takes you away from being in it. Mm. You know, you, you, all the camera's going down there now because he's got to go and he's um, having a cup of tea because he's just had a stressful scene. I, and some of the, in order to pr- provide like resets for other plots, some of the subplots were frankly weak yeah. and completely pointless. Mm. Um, I think this film could have captured the the intensity and the stress of a of a working kitchen without being a one shot film mm. and the one shot nature of it only led to some really saggy parts of the film yeah some unbelievable parts of the film some caricatures of actors mm. some you know one of my most hated things is capital letters acting mm. and this film had huge parts of it where it was very much not capital letters acting. It was just yeah, really. Yeah. When the principals were on screen, you're buying it. Yeah. But then you get to the the racist table and you get to the bloke going out to score drugs. Yeah. And the 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 and they're kind of bit, going, hey, what's going on? What you got to come to work? Yeah, the kind of just, unnecessary bit story. Don't buy it, don't buy it yeah. at all. And not only that, I think like you know, the other thing apart from a technical, you know, technically trying to look. At how they're doing it, I think from a story perspective, you know it's almost like, and I think the the film sort of fell into a few moments that were clearly setups for what is about to come. Like, I mean, the, 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 the major magic. plot, the major, the major, you know, the major it thing wasn't that so happened. much telegraphed as slammed in your face. Yeah, quite. And I, and I thought that was a, a bit clunky. And that's why I thought it would be, and unfortunately... That's a log truck. Log truck or kettle? As, that's that's yes, the next, next game. week's Next my, week's game. My dad always used to say when we were following a log truck, he said, oh, that's a lot of matches. And I didn't understand it for years and years and years and years. You thought he was talking about cricket? Yep, I did. I'm going to pour um, another. I, I this, also this sufficiently. think that the one shot thing is just a filmmaker showing off, saying, Look at me, look how clever I am. Look, you know, it's a bit smug. It's, it's, it's unnecessary. It's, it's, I mean, this could have been done in five single shots, right? Yeah, yeah. And chunk out the. It's like mm. it's like he's telling a good story, but he's having to do it whilst juggling, yeah. right? Whilst juggling, and then and the, naked. The, the juggling bits were kind of a bit boring, well, no, you know, or, or just unnecessary. You end up forgetting about the story because you're watching the juggling. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, is he going to drop a ball? Is he going to drop a ball? Is he going to fuck up the thing? Mm. And then sometimes the, the juggling also becomes a little bit like, uh oh. That juggling, yeah, oh, that's, 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 yeah. that's a bit of a shit juggle. Um, and and in order to to facilitate to to make this evening for the chef watchable with no longueurs or no no lulls, he didn't just have to be stressed. He didn't just have to be going through a divorce. He didn't just have to be going through business problems. He didn't just have to have a drug and drink problem. He had to have all of those things at once. Mm. As well as a, 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 a restaurant critic and a and a, <laughs> yeah, food, yeah. a hygiene inspector, yeah, right, and, just just, yeah, just and, you know take a couple of the layers down. Yeah, true, it's true. As well as having a social influencer and a, so they, yeah, there were so many things. So, so I mean that you know, in some ways, it was 
made more ambitious by the by the attempt to include all these different things. The but at the same time, was more ambitious. Yeah, but the yeah. the film suffered. Because yeah, of it. I agree. Shall we? So, find Victor- out what so Jen thinks. About let's Victoria. find out what Jen thought about Victoria, and then I'll wrap it into Victoria in a sec. Jen sent I'll us wrap another it into Victoria. forty-second review of Victoria. Hi guys, Jen here with my two-sentence review of the film Victoria. There is no doubt that Victoria earns the title of masterful cinema with its extremely impressive single continuous take, fantastic acting and engaging cinematography. And yet watching this film is a grim and alienating experience, as despite the director's odd choice to try and blatantly romanticise several scenes, it is difficult to sympathise with drunken, drugged characters who spend two hours making extremely unrealistic, reckless decisions with complete disregard for their own lives and the lives of everyone around them, including a newborn baby. Well, there you go. Go on. I think we should stop doing this podcast and just let Jen do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I actually discussed with Jen whether she would be interested in... If we pre-warned her about every film we're going to review in future, she would see it as homework to watch that film and send us a two-sentence review. Or just join the show permanently. That's also an option, but, you know... I mean, she needs some, it, you she know needs some Billy PlayStation Preston time. <clears throat> comes in and starts playing on the piano and the Beatles are like... Fucking, yeah, he's in the band. He's yeah, in yeah, the band. yeah, yeah. And no one actually bothers to ask him whether he wants to be in yeah. the band. It's a bit like that with Jen. Jen, you are Billy Preston. Billy, the Billy Preston of Sugary Brew. Sugary um, Preston. So, Sugary yeah. Preston. No, no. I I agree with what Jen said. Although I think that the blatant disregard. Go on. I, I think it sounds like. I think Jen's review sounds. A little bit like her review of Whistle Down the Wind, in that it was. It had a. Forgive me, it had a. And yet. It did have a very much an and yet. (laughs) It sounds also a little bit like our review of Boiling Point. Bravura, amazing performances, performances, tense, you know, really good, and yet also stymied by its own conceit i d- you need to watch it and we need to you're stymied by your own conceit we need to maybe come back and have a, a quick you know callback mini ep when you've watched it because my memory of it is a lot more it much grander much more ambitious much more um you know it the boiling point was a very small setting, yeah. very yeah, yeah, small yeah. film, you know, like yeah. I said. I mean, it had so much going on. It was like the modern whistle down the wind. It, it, I, it, I felt it was like a, you know, a really small in scope that just packed too much, too many things yeah. in. Yeah. Victoria, I didn't feel, and, and you know, the, the drug fuel decisions and all the crazy shenanigans that they get up to, plot-wise, it's a lot more... But it sounds like Jen saying that I don't know, I, I've not watched it. But it did. Jen, Jen saying, I took Jen to mean that she didn't buy a lot of that, or was she saying that she didn't sympathise yep. with yep. it? Yep. Um, I I think that she probably meant she didn't buy it, but I think so, in fact it's probably more the case that she didn't sympathise with it because I. 
we're, we're dangerously getting into the point we where we're, we should, we're trying we should, to, 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 to analyze we what Jen's saying. Yeah, well, let's, 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 let's get her on. She's coming on next. Yeah. So next week, listener, um, Danny, Jen, and I are going to discuss we a film asked her yet. called... <laughs> she, she's going to join us. A film called Coda. Which stands for... Child of Deaf Adults. There we go. Cut a pie, Danny. It's a brilliant film, which me and Nana have already watched, but we'll watch so it again. You'll let me decide my own opinion. Yeah, I've just given away... Your opinion. Yeah, and I can't, <laughs> I can't cut it out now, because nah. it's a one-shot pod. One-shot pod. Um, so, I th- we did enjoy Boiling Point, Anna and I. Anna? Boiling Point. Stephen Graham. Hey, you got to fucking cook the steak, man. But I... I really enjoyed Victoria more. Okay. I think that um, it was... And I think Victoria was po- probably the, the first and probably the only... Well, I mean, apart from Boiling Point, true one-shot thing no, they have, they have that been. I've seen. Right, right. And, and its scope, it's two hours 20. It goes through an entire night and, you know, like the, the, the light changes because it's, it's, it's mostly outdoors. Yeah. Like it goes between loads of different scenes where, where where Boiling Point was just one room yeah. and loads of stories packed into that room. I think that there's less stories but more of an ongoing situation in Victoria that is much grander in scope as far as like the, the different locations it gets to and how it gets there and it follows characters into cars and then out of cars and they, they actually go across town and in and out of clubs and like it must have been a sound editing nightmare but there may well have been like i mean music would have been added in post but but yeah so victoria i think is a more hearty recommendation as far as like a one-shot movie is concerned versus boiling point which i think is more of a tv movie version it did have a cinematic release though did it yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know how successful it's been. Okay, well. but it's it's definitely you know. It's I a hadn't solid heard film. of it until it, until it was available on stream. Right, but. right, right. Um, Stephen Graham. Stephen Graham. Stephen Graham. In anything is is gonna he, make. Yeah, he's fantastic. He makes the right. film. And yeah, I mean, we. This is why I, he I, does play Stephen Graham in it. He yeah, but. It, it is, it is more nuanced. He's not just like, you know, he's got a lot going on and he's not just... Has he ever? But he's... It was interesting to imagine that a chef... Because you see the nasty chef all the time, the shouty, nasty chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not in this movie necessarily, but that's like the... Yeah, I think you do. That's the chef... Not all the time in this movie, but, yeah. but like, you know, the, the, the chef... Um, what's the word? archetype mm. is like a big shouty angry nasty you know yeah. man telling everyone off it was interesting to see the other side of that um like how how quickly he has to like apologize and be nice say people. sorry you know, yeah it's, it's not but um, you don't normally see that side of it you just see the nasty side and you're like right. oh nasty um also i i kept asking anna if she was all right because like she was all right it turned out but when she first moved to London, she had jobs in kitchens and okay. things like that. So, and I was getting well, stressed, extra stressed, thinking this must be close to the bone for Anna. Yeah. And I was just like asking, 
post-traumatic something. Post-traumatic stress. Anna, in, in words of one syllable said quite loudly, is it, did it strike a bone? Did it, was it similar to your experience of working in the kitchen? Yeah, everyone... Come closer. Like all the We're going to bring a... Cl- all the tension of how to get things ready on time. You come here. Not very well. Yeah, it was just exactly like that. And everyone insulting everybody else. Yeah. Everyone was always like, I'm going to lose my job if I do everything Yeah, wrong. yeah, yeah. yeah. So if I there, chop yeah. this spring onion and millimeter too finely, yeah. I'm for it. Mm. And people being demanding and racism. And, and the and slacky dishwasher and the, yeah. the you know, the, the foreign stressed having to do everything dishwasher. Mm. And In that respect, it was really... And I think I think that's where it shines more is is like the situation of the different like back and front of house characters more so than the, all the fluff around the edges like the racist table which was kind of unnecessary as you mentioned it was it was like it doesn't it really go it anywhere it was just wasn't explored properly was it, it yes yeah. it was and it wasn't even I mean it's almost just like. It never came back. It never, like... No. You know, it, it was kind of... It happened a couple of times, didn't it? It happened a couple of times, but it never... It was, as you say, it was never explored, and it, it just kind of went away. Anna, thank you for... for thank you, Anna. ...that input. Um, what time is it? And I, How are we doing? I don't like thinking of you in those situations. <laughs> I don't like thinking of you in one of those kitchens. Um, I think we, we, are, we have basically podded, Dan. Oh. Um, so next week we're going to get together and watch Coda. Have you anything else you want to share with the sugary crew? Do you believe in love? I was sharing. <laughs> you were. Weren't you um, <laughs> uh, no, didn't I think the wobbly auto-tune bit. <laughs> um, no, I think uh, I think we've pretty much covered my thoughts on Boiling Point and, and live and itself. Yours. Um, I, I, I agree. Um, I've been really enjoying reading mm-hmm. lately and have polished off... Weeding? Weeding! What, you've been weeding? I've been weeding the garden. Yeah. <laughs> and have polished off a few really good books, um, which I won't go into now, but... Why not? It rem- We've I, got time. It reminded we're, we're, me we're that... ahead of schedule. I have lent you Fup by Jim Dodge to read. Yeah, I still And you need it. to read it because we need to discuss a book. Oh, I, need, I have to tell you something. Go on. Uh, a few, so a few months ago, you gave me some ghost peppers. Yes. And a few weeks ago, you said, how are those peppers doing? And I was like, I don't actually know where they are. Well, I know where they are. Have you eaten one? I haven't eaten one, but they've been planted and they look like they might be ready to pick. Oh, no! I'll show you it shortly after this. Um, and... So maybe next week we could record us eating a little tiny bit of ghost pepper. Nah. Yeah. That sounds like a terrible idea. Listeners, if you want us to try... Licking. ...on air a ghost pepper, leave us... I reckon a message or a Facebook. I post. think we should get a minimum of ten before we even consider it. I'll do it with none, mate. Yeah, I know you would. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. We absolutely should. 
Um, but we could cook something with it. A chilli or something. Well, no, because that would ruin the food. Is it that hot? I it's mean, It's going to be arse-burningly hot. Well, I mean, if we, we'll have to do it at the very end of the show in case we're like... Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Scream. All right. We may sign off with a, with a chilli tasting next week. Record it. It'll go, it'll go virus. Before we go, what do you think? This tea has been steeping and we're on a second... I thoroughly enjoyed my second cup. Mm. Um, I still don't get much of the choco. No, but it's like it's it's uh, it's taken some of the mint off. Yes, it's like rounding the edge it's of the just spiky a min. mint. <laughs> and with that, with that failed to land joke, we should sign off, Dan. Uh, so yeah, we're approaching forty-five minutes without a cut, and his final note here is says. Okay, bye. Have a cup of tea.